0: Dude! this is what we've been talking
1: about oh yeah this is what we talk about man this is all of it all of what we've been talking about is right here right you're here. listening to it yep <laughs> <laughs> how you been man pretty good pretty good
0: man it's been busy you know and uh yeah i know we were just chatting before we went online here you know about how busy it's been you know been gone four weeks in a row or Hmm. Well, not gone for, but one of those weeks, you know, you guys were up here. So we had company one of the four weeks, the other three weeks we were gone. And just life is busy, man.
1: Man, being on a vacation, you need a vacation after a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you need to just settle down and just be in your own house and just chilling for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So this coming
0: weekend, you know, we're going to just chill, whichever. Here you go, man's podcast, right? Like what's important for men? It's important to get rest Yeah. And, you know, you know, restoration and just kind of reset, reset sometimes. And, you know, plus, you know, you're away that many weekends, you know, as men, we have responsibilities, you know, is it mowing the lawn? Is it, you know, a project or whatever it is you do, you know, that
1: for me, I was closing my pool. I got, listen, I have to replace uh, a spigot outside. Like I've been putting that off. Yeah, because you don't have time, you know, and you it's like, this isn't like a five
0: minute project. It's probably a two hour project and, you know, right. that could turn into four because, you know, every project always doubles by the time you, you know, what you do a lot two hours, but it ends up being twice that, you know.
1: Yeah. And you got to go get the tool that you don't uh, have.
0: <laughs> yep. And then you're like, do I really want to buy this tool, you know, to use it once or maybe twice in my life? But. You know, what's your other option? If you can right. think of another friend that has it, or you know, you know, it's probably like a sixty-dollar tool, and I'm like, yeah. this is just stupid. But yeah, I can't yeah. do it without it, or it's going to make my life a million times easier.
1: <laughs> I got a torque wrench, right? How many times have I used that?
0: How many? I don't know, three
1: <laughs> over fifteen years. <laughs>
0: Right, but what are your alternatives, you know? Yeah, if you, don't, guessing if you don't have it, that.
1: You're guessing the foot pounds pressure, whatever. Pretty, pretty much,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, life's man. busy. It's important for men, man, to take some time for rest, take some time to catch up with your stuff yeah. at home. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it, it's, it's cool for the family to go out and do things and be gone and have company and all that kind of stuff, but it's also good for the family to also have, just you present at home, right. In your, you know, normal environment. And I think that's healthy too.
1: Well, it's part of like the pattern or the routine. Yeah. That is so important. We talked about, you know, having borders for or boundaries for your kids. And yeah. Part yeah. of that is routine, you know? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah.
0: And if you don't teach them routine, their life can be chaotic. You know, kids don't necessarily pick up on a routine on their own.
1: Right. Yeah. You're making the routine for them and they, you know, outside of that, that boundary is, uh, you know, it can, it can lead to bad things if you're not careful. So I mean, listen, you go on vacation, it's awesome. You're going somewhere, you get people over. It's really awesome. You're having a great time, yep. but you have to go back to the baseline, which is that routine that we're talking about. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) you know, it's It's just good for kids to have a routine. You know, you've, we've all seen kids without it. It's a mess. Hey man, it's good for me to have a routine. Well, we're just big (laughs) kids really. Especially (laughs) you and me, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, listen, last week we talked about, um, a bunch of stuff, but the biggest one was we talked about beta males and how much they are straight up pussies. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> that's putting
1: it nicely. Uh, yeah, that's that's being nice of uh, nicely nicely, but um, basically they're just passive or subservient, yeah. and, um, yeah. and and they don't stand up for themselves. And it's just, uh, it, it, you brought up this last week, I think, James, is that it's the media, it's the television, it's the movies, it's everything around that that's kind of teaching society that that's normal and okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially a progressive ideology, which that's what the media subscribes to, you know, and not just the media, you know, any type of, we talked about it, the institutions, you know, yeah. Colleges and universities. So you have the educational institution, you have the media institution, all of those institutions are completely Um, Controlled by progressive ideology and progressive ideology essentially, you know, um, promotes weak men, the, you know, it promotes feminism, it promotes, um, you know, the breakdown of families, basically do what makes you feel good, regardless of any other obstacles or issues or any other people or any other regardless of the consequences, do what makes you feel good. That's essentially progressive ideology.
1: Yeah. And how do you get the masses to agree with that? Is that you make it normal, quote unquote, in movies, TV, institutions, all the stuff we were talking about. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, it seems like everybody's accepting that and it's okay. And that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. And you
0: know, you say that like, um, that's how you get it how you get people to accept it and and normalize it. Absolutely. Those institutions push it. And then it becomes, like you said, it's, it's the norm. But the other thing is this man. And here's something I was thinking about was human nature is to do what feels best for you. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where we talk about, like, again, when we started this podcast, some of the things we talked about were what are qualities of men and some of those are self-discipline, self-control, you know, and when you don't have self-discipline and self-control, let's face it, you and I could do what we want to do, what's best for us and be selfish and be self-focused if we didn't hold that in check. And, you know, we've all made mistakes in our lives. There's been times where we haven't held that in check, right? And the the results are, are not good. They're disastrous at times. So I guess definitely it's it's men and culture being influenced by those institutions, but it's also kind of our human nature to <laughs> want to do what's best for us.
1: Man on another podcast, when we we're talking about relationships and men and stuff, I would love to share with you a very yeah. intimate, personal, um, you know, journey, I guess, if you want to call it, that I went through it. That was exactly that. It was yeah. giving in to the, uh, to the inner, you know, animal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, with disastrous results, Um, uh, let's put that down as
0: like a a, a future topic. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. It's, (laughs) it's, it's almost hard to organize all this because it's just, there's just so much, you know, uh, and it all kind of connects, but yet it's just so much that it's, you know, it's really hard to, to, to pick and choose what you're going to talk about and how how deep you're going to go into something, because there's just so much out there that needs to be discussed. And you know, right?
1: I mean, even when we were talking about like you know doing a recap from last week, I think of like six six things that I could be talking about again, and we could do a whole podcast just from there. But well, we're we just tried- getting this whole thing figured out too, man. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, um, we're trying to get the topics out there and talk about them and how they relate to men today and what what can we do about it as far as, um, as far as what our reaction is, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but so, um, anyways,
0: beta males, you know, they're, yeah. they're subservient. They're kind of basically, they're men that are not leaders. They're men that are, you know, uh, just like you said, subservient. And uh, in both social, professional, and even in family situations. And that is not how men were created. We were created to be leaders. Right. We are created to be leaders. We were created to be protectors of our wife and our children. Absolutely. Created to be providers for our wife and children. Right. And how can you be this little, like we said, pussy of a man Mm -hmm. and be a leader in your family? How can you do
1: that? It's not possible. You're just basically as a beta male giving yourself up to everybody else's whim and going along with it. And so what yeah. does that make you? What kind of a human even are right. you? If you're, have, right. if you have absolutely no, uh, opinion on anything and you don't have the drive to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I, so that, and, that's and unbelievable you, to me. And
0: here, here's what I think of like with these kind of people is like, hmm if you, if you stand for everything, what do you really stand for? Right. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. kind of what they are, right? Like, is yeah. Oh, well, that's what you believe. Okay. Yay. I'm like a male cheerleader, like cheering on, you know, the progressive culture. Yay. That's fine. That, that makes you happy. Good. Yes. Awesome. But then it's like, well, then what do you really stand for? If you're kind of standing for everything, you know, you're standing means, for nothing. If you, it's, if, it, it's <laughs> exactly it. You, I it's mean, that's,
1: I mean, because for
0: everything, you stand for nothing,
1: essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot go through life and, uh, um, agree to everything and have an inner passion or opinion. Yep. Do you have an opinion as a beta male? I don't know. I, I think I, I said this last week, I, I think, I think they do have opinions and thoughts about stuff, but something's stopping them and it might be, yes the stuff that we talked about before, which is the normalization of being a beta male, right? Yeah. Through the institutions that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, we can go on for like another three hours for that. Definitely.
0: One other thing that, uh, not not about beta males, but one of the other things we talked about last week were our Mm. favorite concerts that we'd been to and why. And that was pretty cool to kind (laughs) of dive into that
1: a little bit. Um, Oh, wait, you came up with some good ones last week, man. I was, Good concerts? Yeah, because... Okay. Uh, okay, so just as a recap, you told me yeah. ACDC yeah. that I went with you, and I remember yep. that concert, and it, of course I remember it. And it yeah. was awesome because yep. yeah. of everything that you said. They were still... They're older, yep. but they were still rocking hard and playing it's So good. much energy. Played so amazing. much energy. And then we had good seats. Okay, yeah. so we were back from the stage, but then they came out on that runway kind of thing in the middle and so we were close to him
0: i think we were still only like 12 rows back from the actual stage
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't horrible from the main stage but yeah from the the actual runway runway. three chairs away basically (laughs) yes Yes, exactly it was amazing yeah and then uh so and and then of course i went with you so it makes it even better you know for me it's cool but um and then you also said uh, the, uh, stained slash corn concert, which I also went with you. Yeah. And I agree. It was unbelievable. It was unreal. I was thinking about that. It's kind of cool that like probably
0: the two, you know, most, you know, influential, you know, concerts in my life that I've gone to, um, were with you. It's pretty cool. Like I didn't even, I didn't even really think about that while I was, (laughs) you know, while I was preparing for the podcast and just trying to remember who the heck I'd seen and, 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 you know, what was really like a concert that I'm like, that
1: was awesome. Right. Um, Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I had uh, Paul McCartney on the list, of course, because it's Paul McCartney and then yeah. Iconic. And then, um, I had train. Yes. That was a cool one. Super cool. And then I also, of course, I had my Genesis concert. Yeah. Which obviously one.
0: iconic, but also, um, I mean, your favorite you know, band. So, I mean, it's just so many favorite band. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. listen, not yeah. everybody likes Genesis and there's a lot, lot to Genesis. Who more doesn't than like Genesis though? Like, listen, like a lot okay. of people don't like it. The people, All right. They, Genesis if- fans are usually like closet fans. You don't advertise that you're a Genesis fan. Usually. How many Genesis T shirts do you see walking around besides me? Well, I think part of the reason for that is this, because I
0: think that they became super popular in the eighties. Not that right. they weren't popular with prog rock in like right. the late sixties and throughout the seventies. Right. They took, but it off. was such a different kind of a band then. It's still, the, most the same members, right? But like, yeah, it, the, their style changed into the eighties, and a lot of people in the eighties. Can be looked at as kind of like cheesy, you know totally. what I mean? Like, yes, absolutely. But, but how do you not like Genesis? Because like, if okay, if you think '80s music is cheesy, then why don't then you would like their like prog rock '70s stuff, right? Right. Like they've done so many different things. Yeah. That how do you not like them? And you can't tell me. Mm. I, I refuse to believe there's anybody out there that when the song "In the Air Tonight" comes on, <laughs> that doesn't like it. <laughs> there's anybody that's like I don't like the song
1: <laughs> come on I mean <laughs> I know and that's the thing like when you're talking about okay so we uh, from the podcast you guys know I'm, I'm I'm musically inclined to play drums and other couple other instruments and stuff and I'm in a band or whatever so I'm I'm I think I'm sensitive to musician's music, which is to me, it's prog rock stuff. You can't sit there and tap your foot to a prog rock song because the time signature changes all the time. It's nine, eight. I mean, how you, how are you tapping your foot to nine, eight time? But anyway, so that's the kind of music that the old Genesis was. And, right. you know, uh, for those that don't know, Peter Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis yes. back in the day. And then he left uh, and then Phil took over and Phil is an amazing musician. And so for me, when I see Genesis, when I go to see Genesis, I'm not going to see invisible touch, although of they course. played it, but right. that's what made them famous that I'm going to see them yes. do their craft. Right.
0: Right. And that's and what people put on don't realize. Show. That's yeah. the thing, man. Your average fan of music doesn't realize They think Genesis is just the, you know, the eighties. Yeah. The eighties band who wasn't even a like a lot of eighties bands weren't even bands. You know, they were just using like keyboards and like stuff, (laughs) you know, but like, no, like Bill and, and those guys were super talented musicians. And a lot of people don't know that it's
1: I, I, when we talk about this to a greater extent, I'll get some examples and clips yeah. or whatever to to yeah. tell you guys to go go check out. But needless to say, Phil is an amazing frontman, hero of mine, musician wise and drum wise. And to go see that live is special. Yeah. So uh that's why it's on my list. I mean yeah did uh did acd D, acdc rock harder than genesis absolutely right absolutely they did but um it, it's like we talked about who you're with but who the band was what they meant to you and all that stuff so yep. did you have other ones on your list did you want to talk about man
0: i was trying to think of some man um
1: i'm going to throw one out there while you're yeah, thinking okay yep. And this is one I, I went to with you.
0: <laughs> oh man, I think we might've just talked about this. Not that long ago.
1: All right. John Fogarty.
0: Yeah. He
1: right. was, one I thought about mentioning
0: too, because oh, go ahead, man. Tell me your side of it. Yeah. New okay. You so give our side of that. Cause that's
1: cool. Okay. So CCR Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, is part of the fabric of of classic rock, right? You yeah. just, it's there. Nobody's really a big fan of CCR. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But, you know, they're amazing and they're good and they have great songs. And we've talked about them so many times So sitting around drinking. And, you you know, know what's funny real quick, man? Yeah. is My first introduction to CCR. Yeah. What, this is hilarious, man.
0: <laughs> what's was that? one of those stupid infomercials of that. <laughs> CD that was like their basically their greatest hits collection, and you know you see Fogerty with his like haircut you know up there and like they're singing Fortunate Son and yeah. just like you know all down on the corner and all this stuff and an infomercial you know one eight hundred number to call and buy the CD that was my first exposure to them right the like the songs are like scrolling up on the yes on the- yeah yeah I, I had not heard them on the radio I knew nothing about them I saw them on there and I'm like wow, these guys sound awesome. I mean, I was little,
1: you know, I yeah, was young. Yeah, but- yeah. yeah. And they, they have so many hits. It's unbelievable. You only think about it. I know. And, I, and I've and i heard uh, John Fogarty in interviews before saying that he's written some of these hits, like in literally less than 30 minutes. You know, That's it's pretty just amazing. amazing. So yeah. anyway, so I don't know why we decided. I uh, You brought it up, I'm sure. Like, so this is when I was living in upstate um, uh, New York, I think, right yeah. with yeah, you I guys. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Or I had just moved away, or something. But anyway, so you were like, "Hey, Fokker, he's playing in um, <laughs> Canada, Hamilton." Yeah, Hamilton, I was like, Ontario. "All right, let's do it. That's a road trip. You know, it's yeah. a couple yeah. hours away."
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, so, so we went. And this is one of those things where it's like, it's who you go with, and just the whole yeah. s- environment. So we go and he's playing arena and um i wasn't sure what to expect i was like all right i'll go see him you know whatever yeah he's jamming out the hits playing yeah. guitar his voice is unbelievable it's it's a. It, you i didn't hear any difference in his voice no. he sounds the same not at yeah. all he sounded, he sounded the same and you
0: got to remember so this was what maybe was this 10 years ago? So it was just yeah. let's throw that out, possibly around ten years ago. Okay. And so let's say it was 2012-ish. You know, okay. give or take, three to five years around there. But um, you know, he was famous
1: in the sixties and seventies, right? <laughs> right. And he's singing the same, sounding the same. Sounding the same. And I wonder still, I wonder who'll stop the rain. Yeah, and I killing mean, he, it. He was incredible. He didn't have any. Anybody else singing the high parts for Nothing. him? He was hitting them. Yeah, and then he yeah. brought out you know because he had a solo album in the eighties, right? Yep. uh Center field. Yeah, he's had a few, but that was kind of his. But one that was like better, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like a rebirth kind of like he's yeah. back yeah. in the spotlight kind of thing.
0: So he yeah. brought out, remember yeah. this?
1: Remember that he brought guitar. out a guitar that was yeah. like a baseball bat? <laughs> baseball bat
0: with strings, basically. <laughs> play center field. I mean, that's just cool stuff, man. Yeah. And it
1: was his birthday. Remember, we all sang happy birthday to him. And he didn't bring it up, but no. the crowd of 10,000, 15,000 people, probably, probably yeah. 10. Yeah, it wasn't yeah.
0: huge, huge, but probably 10,000 people started. Someone in this crowd knew it was his birthday. I didn't know that I didn't know I mean, I'm a fan of his but not that much of a fan right and everybody in the crowd saying happy birthday to him and I'm sure that was, he <laughs> said that that meant a lot to, it was just a cool experience
1: yeah that was really cool you know to see I don't know I you could tell he was like touched he was like yeah a little bit shocked about it that was cool. I think so yeah he was very cool so, so that's I, a cool one man for sure yeah Ah, man. And then there's one other one that I, that I was thinking of, but do you have one? Well, again, let me just kind of piggyback off that for just a second. Like, um, I've always
0: loved music Uh, again. I'm James. I'm, I'm the one that's not musically talented, but I have a huge appreciation for music. Um, and kind of, you know, when I met Alan, I had kind of not really been listening to a lot of music or going to a lot of shows uh, just cause life was busy. I was, you know, I, I got married soon after meeting you and, you know, you start a family and you got kids and all that kind of stuff and you just kind of get away from it. But when right. I met you, um, your, you know, your love for music kind of brought me back to that. And like, man, I kind of miss just like checking out all this stuff. And one of the bands I checked out was CCR or Fogarty himself. And, <laughs> you know, just, it reminded me of my childhood seeing that infomercial and how I liked the songs. And I just got it. I'm like, man, a lot of these songs are just cool, classic rock, you know, like nothing crazy. I mean, it's not Led Zeppelin, but it's just got its own Southern rock kind of, you know, vibe to it. And it's, it's kind of, it catches your attention. And so, um, yeah, he was just kind of some guy. I'm like, you know what, I'd like to see him live, you know, and hear him play some of these songs, kind of a bucket list thing. And I didn't want to Know, didn't want something to happen and not, not get to see him so um again awesome it, it's in my top five probably because i went with you because he's yeah. he's an icon uh, right because it sounded great it was a cool experience again he's probably not in my top five favorite bands but it doesn't have to be that
1: yeah that's uh, you know thinking about some of the other ones um uh, and going back to like their icons and i feel like i should see them And so I'm more of an eighties guy, you know, I grew up nine years before you basically. (laughs) So, uh, but you know, we have a lot of overlap in our music appreciation, but in the eighties for me, one of the huge bands was the police. Right. Yeah. But they broke up before I was really able to see them, you know? Yep. And so, but they were a huge influence on me, like musically. I remember you talking about them in the beginning and I'm like,
0: okay. I know like one of their songs, <laughs> not realizing I that I knew like 10 of their songs. It right. just didn't know it was them, you know, and, right. and you got me into them. And I was like, these
1: guys are incredible. I know, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff is kind of like, you know, they're out a little whatever. bit like, yeah, they're out there yeah, sometimes, different. but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so they reformed and went on a tour in 2007. Okay. And so That's amazing. I was like, I gotta see them. That's amazing. And it was it was before I met that was the year that I met you. As a matter of yeah. fact, I went to see them, and I remember this because it was Halloween, mm-hmm. October 31st at Madison Square Garden. Oh and I went to see them and they were dressed up in costumes. That's funny <laughs> for Halloween. It was awesome. Yeah, and of course amazing. they played all their hits, and oh. so that so that was dude, if they play
0: if they ever play again, you got to go to another one, even oh. though it won't be your first time. I don't, I don't care. Need to See him, man. Yeah, oh.
1: dude. I, can you imagine we would go oh. together? That would yeah, be so be so awesome. amazing.
0: That's cool. So <sighs> one other one that I was thinking of. Yep. So obviously fogarty would be awesome. Um was and it wasn't like an, a single concert it was a festival and those this, are awesome yeah this festival was called k rockathon okay so rock i'm sure people are new- pretty familiar with k rock because i think it's a new I think york it's a, isn't it yeah i think so i i don't remember man this was a long time ago but i thought it was like i thought it was even a national radio station like it, it, it was in other cities too but okay. I could be wrong with that. But I, I was pretty sure about that. Um, but they would do a <laughs> festival because this particular K rock was out of actually Syracuse, New York. Okay. And so just outside Syracuse, they would, they would do um, a festival. And I can't remember what year this was. I, I want to say, I think the year I went was 97. The year I, that's the year I graduated high school, oh, 97. <laughs> so it was the summer right after I graduated high school and it that's was the awesome. second K rockathon, I think. There wow. Was, it was either the first or the second. It was in the very beginning. For okay. some reason, my memory tells me there was one before us. And I, I wasn't really prepared for this. I should have looked it up. And I did look it up at one time um to, to get those details. But um it was like, te- I think it was 10 bands for 10 bucks. <laughs> that's awesome. Of course, I mean, that's 97, you know. Yeah, but yeah. but even
1: now, what would that be? 10 bands for 50 bucks? Well, I don't know. 10 bands for 100 <laughs> bucks, I would go. Yeah. I mean, because you're spending two hundred for any one band.
0: I mean, with Bidenflation, it might be like five (laughs) hundred bucks right now, but it should be like a hundred. But anyways, it was cheap, man. Yeah, yeah. And so some of the bands that were so this was during like you know uh, the grunge period, like ninety seven, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think like the headliner was Goo Goo Dolls, and then there was like listen to some of these other bands I saw. So Goo Goo Dolls, I saw Better Than Ezra. Wow. I saw um, Our Lady Peace. Oh, okay. I saw um, Cracker. <laughs> and, Cracker. And uh, I want to say Tonic was there, mm. but I but that might have been a different year. And now I can't remember for sure. But there were probably, you know, out of the 10 bands, five of them were, were pretty well known. Okay. And then the other five were just kind of, you know, tr- trying to make it. But. Right. But even those other five that were trying to make it had hits on the radio. Right, right. Well, I mean, Maybe one yeah. hit
1: wonders. or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. But like I saw, there. I don't know if it was that year or it was another year, because I think I went to 2K Rockathons. But one of the years they had Local H, which hit, you know, the song Bound for the Floor, Just <laughs> Don't Get It, Keep It, you know, that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a two-man band. the The lead singer played this guitar that supposedly was like a guitar and a bass combined, and it had like two – it was like, like a double guitar, double basically. On that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was so strange. And then there was a drummer, a drummer and him. And he was the singer and the only like guitar, bass, whatever-ish. And <laughs> that's cool. But anyways, <laughs> w- w- why is that one of my favorite? Well, because back in those days, festivals were incredible. They were just yeah. cool, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, it was the grunge era, my favorite era, because that was my era. Uh, a bunch of really good bands, like five you know, decent, pretty, pretty famous bands. And then five other one hit wonder stuff. And just, you know, you get to see it all day long. It was just kind of one of those things that I've never really experienced other than doing that.
1: Yeah. Those those festivals, I never got a chance to really go to any of them. There was one that in the DC area that was called HF festival Mm. and it was a radio station called WHFS. Yeah, And you know, they had a lot of alternative bands, a lot of like yeah. Lisa Loeb and oh, like people like, really like the alternative. Yeah. 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 So I never really went to any of them, nah. but there was a ton of festivals in the nineties, just like that. I know uh, that the one, like the one you went to that so I wish a- I would have gone. I know. To. I know there yeah. was a festival, I think this weekend. Oh yeah. Like the
0: long weekend in, in Tennessee somewhere. It wasn't, it, uh, it wasn't, um, I can't remember exactly where in Tennessee, but, um, it was called bourbon and beyond. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And like the only thing is it's super expensive and like each day, the headliner is really famous, but everything underneath it is just like, <laughs> a, I hadn't really heard a lot. So about. you go for the
1: headliner and then go, yeah. For and, and it was
0: expensive <laughs> and stuff, but like Pearl jam was there this year. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was Chris Stapleton. So you right. have like some country ish right. stuff, some like, that's Turner. cool. Yeah. The do the doobie brothers were there. Um, Alanis Morissette was there another, like just, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean,
1: ahead. well, I was just going to say another, fe- a big festival that goes on every year. I think it's in October is the Austin city limits in Austin, That's Texas. Amazing. And they're, they always have really good lineups. Event. And um, like you said, a good mix between country and rock and Southern yeah. rock and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So that's awesome. It's something that we should think about doing, man. One yeah. of these festivals. Imagine going to
0: Austin for like a long weekend, <laughs> oh, flying man. there together, just hanging out.
1: And seeing tons of bands.
0: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, We something to get the, think about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure, man. Uh, <laughs> well, what Wilson. are we talking about this week, man?
0: Yeah, man. Um I think we kind of talked about maybe talking about wokeism. Oh boy. Being woke.
1: <sighs> being woke makes me tired.
0: Makes everyone tired, man.
1: <laughs> talking about being woke. We're talking yeah. about like pseudo uh, you know, I don't know what you even call it. Just thinking that you're above or progressed above everybody yeah. else. Yeah. To the point where it's it's almost like a a fake fake area where um, people believe that it's true mm-hmm. or it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. very good it, with it, words, it, but I think well, that's. It's, what- it's more
0: kind of what we were talking about even when we just opened today talking about, you know, beta males and progressive ideology. I mean, this is this is absolutely rooted in progressive ideology, this wokeism.
1: Well, there's a lot so, of different scenarios about wokeism, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. There's like well,
1: – go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, you know, let's talk a little bit about real quick before we get into some of that. Um, so it, it used to mean like being woke – used to mean being conscious and aware like well-informed up to date you know and uh well-informed up to date you know conscious those kinds of things um it's kind of changed more to mean like you're very aware and alert to like either racial or social discriminations and injustices or what you perceive are discriminations and injustices or what the woke mob thinks are (laughs) Discriminations right. and injustices, right? Because that's really what it comes down to. It's yeah. the woke mob and whatever they believe in, 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 sign on to and bow at the altar to. That is what the ideology is. And, you know, if we talk a little bit about, like, well, what, why did the definition change and, like, what caused it to change? I found, you know, some information on that. And, you know, my uh, Merriam Webster, you know, the dictionary folks, yeah. Basically said that the you know the word woke became entwined with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, yeah, because I,
1: I never really heard that term before that. Right. I, I mean that that was to me there wasn't a term called woke. No. This is it pretty was, new term. You know I mean, what I mean? Even though it's
0: been around and it meant something else, we never heard yeah. it.
1: Right, yeah. exactly. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't in the mainstream, quote unquote, right? Exactly. You didn't hear it.
0: Yep. Um, but, so they, they basically said, you know, or it started with the Black Lives Matter movement, instead of just being a word that signaled awareness of injustice or racial tension, it became a word of action. So rather than like when, so the whole Black Lives Matter thing kind of stemmed from, um, uh, Trayvon Martin and the George Zimmerman thing. Okay. There was that. And then there was the, um, I can't remember the guy's name, Michael, something in like Ferguson. Was it Ferguson, Missouri that was killed by the cop? And those two things happened somewhat within a, you know, a short time period. And then there became this movement of black lives matter, which I'm going to, I'm going to put it on record right here. Like black lives do matter. All everybody's life matters, but specifically in this case, black lives matter. And I could have supported something that said black lives matter. Of course. Because I think we're right. all humans and we all feel like if they're being mistreated, that's wrong. But the problem was that that organization became woke and became progressive and became something that was not what it sounds like on the surface.
1: But anyways. But well, so well, the those, problem the problem was, yeah. James, is that yeah, you know, there are racist people out there and there are injustices out there. Sure. Okay. Uh okay. Let's just acknowledge that at least because, and I, we can get into that in a minute, but the point is, is that they're taking that, that truism and expanding it to every last nook and cranny of the world and society and saying that it's everywhere and it's not everywhere. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's not. Yeah. 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 So it's anyway, my point is, is that it's not everywhere. And so when you take a, an injustice and expand it to every last area of society and make it a movement, well, then that's wrong. Right. Yeah. It, good point. It, it's yeah. And again, uh, I'm not saying that there isn't injustices because there are, right. Let's well, face it. But, but the point is, is that I, I, I'm not racist. Are you? No, no. I know you're no. not. No, I don't
0: care what color you are. And I'm the just, people I that are
1: good person and the people that are racist, we're talking about racism, I guess right now, the people that are, are people that are, uh, not happy with themselves. They're akin to bullies, in 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 elementary school where they have problems at home and they take it out on other people they knock people down they knock people down to better themselves and and that's what it is they're just bad in a nutshell they're bad people man (laughs) they're bad people, exactly so i mean so that's kind of where this
0: term came out of was this you know again it existed before this but the Mm -hmm. term as we know it today kind of kind of grew out of the black lives matter movement after, you know, the Trayvon Martin and the, I think it was Michael Mike, somebody in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, and those kinds of things is where it came from. And, you know, activists eventually, you, you know, they were woke and they called on other people to stay woke. It was, it was like, this isn't just a word. This isn't just an emotional reaction to these like deaths. It's like, we need to start this movement. And, um, you know, when those things were going on, remember when, when black, when BLM kind of, you know, rose up and was getting strong and kind of was all over the place because everybody no. had an emotional reaction to these deaths. I mean, they were awful, whatever, for whatever reason. Yes. And I'm not saying it was. I don't think it was all the cops' faults in some of these situations. I think there's always more to the story. But regardless, you, you hate to see anybody lose their life, or you know, life right. is precious, man, and it is short enough, you know. So like, we were all emotional about it, right? And but do you do you remember at that time it seemed like if you were a white person, yeah, and you didn't, you didn't come out and basically like you know, fly BLM flags from your rooftop that right. you were a racist.
1: Absolutely. You're a racist by your inaction, by, right by inaction. Exactly. Or by
0: being quiet, by being silent, we were guilty of racism.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're not coming out and, uh, um, you know, supporting this. Why aren't you marching yeah. for BLM BLM? Yeah. You must be racist.
0: That's how it made you feel. And it was like, Listen, you know, I got
1: news for you. I don't march for anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even the things I'm super passionate about, like,
0: I just don't march for white
1: people do not march
0: <laughs> for anybody. I know. No, no Well, no. <laughs> well, the woke white people do <laughs> the you beta know, males, the beta male, progressive, liberal, you know, women and men. And that's that's something we can talk about someday. But like that section of society, they protest
1: and march mm. for everything. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's leftover hippie lifestyle, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely part of that. It's,
1: it's faux hippie stuff, but you know, anyway, the point is, is that, look, I'm not going to march for something that, um, I don't 100,000% agree with and BLM and others like it, other wokeness. Yeah. Uh, uh, marches are not something that I agree with 100%. Yeah. Well, because
0: and how do you know if you agree with it 100% like even something else, right? Like we know we don't agree with BLM 100% by any means, but like even something that you are super passionate about and you're like, that is something that my mm. morals and values line up for with. Do you know that you line up with it 100%? Yeah.
1: You know, no. it's, tough uh, you to don't. Si-
0: it's tough to sign on to any of that, man.
1: I know. It really is because you never know what's going to happen in six months. They're going to come out and say, Oh, by the way, you know, we, we, yeah. we agree with, uh, you know, dating children, you know, yeah, what, exactly what, what, and then you, yeah. you got a picture of me at the rally like six yeah. months prior.
0: Right. Which, which kind <laughs> of brings the next so. thing. So like, you know, listeners might say, well, why is this, why do you guys think this woke thing is such a big deal? Like you're making a bigger deal out of it than it is. But let me give you one reason there's tons of reasons, but okay. one reason in one kind of consequence or yeah. Consequence of woke culture, wokeism, the woke mob was this thing called it led to something called cancel culture.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. I right. think that's probably been the worst. I don't know. I don't know if you can say the worst, but one of the worst things that kind of, evolved from wokeism was cancel culture. And if you don't yeah. know what cancel culture is, it's basically if you folks don't believe in this progressive ideology that the woke mob believes in, we're going to cancel you. Right. And the, and the worst part was huge businesses, corporations, yeah, entities, institutions signed on with this cancel culture uh, cancel culture crap. Let they me signed on, this- on to it.
1: All all huge corporations of any type. I tell you, yeah. I used to work for a big corporation, uh, a national medical corporation. Yep, And they subscribed to the wool culture. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's frightening because you can't, um, you can't, uh, if all of the corporations, the big corporations are doing this, then again, just like we talked about before, it's just like the institution saying, this is the norm. Mm-hmm. This is the industry standard, mm-hmm. but it, you know, that that's a scary proposition, man.
0: Yeah. And and it's not just, you know, cancel culture. And you might say, well, that's not even that big of a deal. Don't you think people that don't believe in good things should, should be canceled? And it's like, not really, man. You yeah. know, unfortunately, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. I live in America. And y- you can have your opinion, even if it sucks. And I don't think that your opinion should cause you to not be able to work, produce whatever. Yeah. Listen, you know, the, no. the, gr-
1: the greatest yeah. uh, so-called, and this is another podcast, but so-called greatest, uh, uh, the rock and roll King Elvis himself married yeah. a 14 year old. Jeez. Okay. That was let go. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, the woke culture, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, would have been all over that. Right. Of oh course, but you would have been finished, but
0: been it, finished.
1: Uh, this is, that was an example of letting go because uh, he's the king, you know? Mm-hmm. So where, uh, you know, it's a little hypocrisy in there. If you're going to cancel everybody, you better cancel everybody. Right. But they don't they only exactly. cancel
0: exactly what, what doesn't fit their narrative
1: I'll give you another example I was just thinking about this the other day who's the uh black comedian sh- super short um he's not that funny gosh now I can't remember but not, anyways
0: not Chris Rock not um, no
1: not Chris Rock
0: not Dave Chappelle
1: nope nope short guy
0: really short guy
1: yeah um Kevin short Kevin something. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you're talking about. he, he yeah. was going to host like the Grammys or the Oscars yeah. or something. And he got uh, snubbed from it because he said something about, you know, gays 10 years ago or something. Right. Well, this guy should have been canceled according to the cancel culture, but he's not canceled. All right. Because he's everywhere again. Yeah, you know what I mean, and Kevin so Hart,
0: right was it Kevin Hart?
1: Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's yep. it. So this is an example of why was he not canceled completely? Is it because right. he was black? Is there something else going on? Yeah. Why does it matter for him to be not completely uh, canceled? And Louis C.K. masturbates in front of somebody, and he's done forever. Yeah, these are people who are entertainers. Mm -hmm. And so does it do I care really if I think Louis CK is hilarious and he masturbated in front of some girl, right, without whatever their consent or what I really care. Do you care?
0: I don't just I don't care because he's
1: entertaining me. It has nothing to do with his entertainment. Right, right. I might think he's an asshole for doing I'm not going to see him for
0: that reason. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I but can choose
1: gonna. to ban him, but right. you know, you're going to take away his whole career because of it.
0: Right. Listen, if, if a business comes out and says, I support something that I'm adamantly against, I don't want them canceled. I just am not going to shop there.
1: That's what America is about.
0: Yes. Like I don't even want the one, you know, people with the ideology that I'm completely against. I don't want them canceled. Don't you remember? Yeah. not going to shop there. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Don't you remember when uh, you may not, but the Exxon Valdez uh, had the accident up in Alaska and all this oil was spilled everywhere and killed a bunch of wildlife and stuff. Yeah. Well, Exxon is still in business folks. And the reason is, is because. You know, we can choose to cancel them by not buying their product. Yep, that's how you cancel a place, a, a, yeah. a person, or or a place of business. You don't do it just because you said "faggot" fifteen years ago. Right. Who cares who cares? Right. Well, in these woke
0: people, they they want to silence their critics. You know, it's it's an anti. It's an anti-free speech movement too, right? It
1: is. It's completely against the First Amendment. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, they only want to hear your opinion if it's it's the same as theirs. And that's a dangerous, dangerous path to go down.
1: I can't even believe that that's something that we're even talking about,
0: man. I know. I know. You know, and you might say, well, you know, You know, James and Alan, you guys don't want to hear people's voices that are completely contrary to what you guys believe, and it's like, okay, maybe I don't want to hear them, but I don't want to silence them either. You know, like I I just won't listen to them. I won't listen to them, and I think it's healthy for someone who's not sure what side they're on or what they believe to hear both sides and make their own decision.
1: Listen, so if somebody's mad and or whatever, if, if their belief is, I don't like gay people and they're coming out and they're saying this and that this, this and that uh, against that particular group of people. Well, you might think it's wrong and you're not going to buy tickets to go see them. And I might not care. And yeah. I might buy tickets to go see him because I think he's the entertainment portion of what he has to offer is yeah. hilarious. Yeah you know what I mean? Like that's how you cancel people. You don't cancel them because they said that word, right? You cancel them in mass. The, the the masses will cancel you. Trust me. All right. You will not be famous anymore. You will not have a a place of business anymore. You know, and liberal ideology is such, is so hypocritical.
0: (sighs) And you said that earlier. Yeah. And it made me think of something like, I remember back when like, okay, like Bill Clinton was, you know, running for reelection. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, I was young, but I remember, you know, saying to somebody, I don't want a guy that's immoral, like Bill Clinton leading our country. Mm. Right. Right. And, and times were different back then, but yeah. I remember saying, I don't want a guy with his character leading the country. Um, Cause I don't trust him with his poor character. And I remember liberals then kind of saying, well, you know, I'm electing him to be my president, kind of not my pastor of my church or not my, you know, not my father. You know, he's just, he's, he's a CEO of a country. And I'm like, okay, but hold on a second. So you say, well, where's the hypocrisy in that? Well, here you go. Donald Trump runs for president. Yep. The liberals went on and on about how bad of a guy he was. And I said, okay, but you guys said you weren't electing a preacher a pastor a father you were electing a ceo right so why does the same litmus test not go for trump as it did for uh clinton you know and there's so much hypocrisy in that
1: yeah there are it's it i don't know it seems like it's decided somewhere and then disseminated among the yeah. woke masses
0: exactly yeah. It's,
1: it's unreal. I'll give you one one more example, just yeah. real quick. I, I was watching uh, or, or or reading this article about this country artist named John Rich. You heard of him? He, yeah, he's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's not
0: afraid, man. <laughs>
1: he's not. I mean, yeah, he's a country artist. Could have been anybody, but it was a country artist. But he yeah. had this song called Progress, right? And basically, it's anti-wokeism song right it's that's awesome basically says things about uh america uh, the replacement of religion and government and uh immigration and the deaths of american soldiers during the afghanistan evacuation remember that yeah and how the the virus
0: evacuation of all time
1: how the virus response uh measures encroached on freedom right
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, he had an interview with PragerU um, earlier this week, and he was talking about the wave of wokeism that's hit um, the country and especially the entertainment business, which is notoriously uh, progressive and liberal. Anyway, right? But you thought, I thought that it, that Nashville and country music was immune to that, but no. They're, prob- is anymore. They're, they're probably even more woke than anybody else, but anyway, um, he was just saying that uh, basically the um, the country music uh, establishment was saying things like "Don't even think about putting out a post that pushes against a certain, you know, uh, wokeism issue." Or you can't say this, that, and the other thing on stage, or record a song that says this or that. Basically, they completely control the artists, and the artist only has two choices continue with your career or and, and, and suck it up and be woke, basically. Yep, yep. Or bow, and, bow and,
0: to the mob. Or, bow to the mob.
1: And not say your opinion, which is again the first amendment be right.
0: silenced and bow to the mob. Yep. Exactly.
1: And cool. uh, so th- th- what he canceled.
0: Said- yeah. Right? Or be
1: canceled. This is what he said. Quote, that's yeah. what they're faced with. Is there freedom and art in Nashville like total freedom? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's sad. Unquote. That was from John Rich, the country artist, which I'd never heard of before. The song, of course, and, uh, you know, it's a okay song musically. But the the comes from
0: the band Big and Rich, right? Like that was the big that was the yeah.
1: Right, right, right. So his whole thing is, you know, basically wokeism is a is a joke, and it's a way to control the masses, and it's it's a sly way to, uh, um, you know, skirt the First Amendment.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a slippery
1: slope, like you said, man. Oh man,
0: there's a few artists out there that are that are that have the balls to stand up to this. Yeah. He's one of them. He's a big one. Yeah. Jason Aldean and his, yeah. his wife and they're, they've been really active with like fighting the woke mob. There's other ones I think of. I don't know if you saw. I don't even remember who was interviewing him or not, but kid rock.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, how do yeah, you know, I yeah. Kid
0: Rock though. He yeah. basically on, on video, right. you know, on, <laughs> in, in a recording said, I'm uncancelable." <laughs> i love it i love it it's freaking awesome man i love Those it and you know what steel. we're
1: all uncancelable because we're all you, americans
0: it's how it should be yeah it's wrong even That's if i hate even if i hate your opinion right which I don't hate an opinion. I don't like opinion. It doesn't matter if you hate
1: it or not hate it. It doesn't matter. I don't want you canceled. You can choose to agree with it or not. And that's your choice, but you cannot cancel me. You cannot, uh, um, you cannot mute me. Yeah. Because I'm allowed to say what I say and what I feel. Yep. Yep. Uh, Apparently we're coming into an, an age where we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So in the next Mm. few weeks,
0: we're going to kind of talk more about wokeism and maybe maybe kind of bring some woke examples like like you kind of did here a little bit with John Rich. But, you know, maybe even more more specific examples of something that might have happened in society where it's an example of that. And, you know, there's so many things that fall under the woke umbrella, Mm. you know, and kind of so many ideologies that fall under that like you know it talks a lot about racism or systemic systemic racism uh feminism kind of falls under that kind of like you know toxic masculinity and attacking men um certainly lgbtq stuff falls under that uh, umbrella um again we're not here saying that we hate these people we're just going to kind of show people you know examples of how These things that fall under this woke umbrella, uh, what they are, what's happening and how it's affecting us, how it's affecting culture and um, how it's how they're trying to cancel people and silence people. Take away that First Amendment like we talked about.
1: I I think that's the bottom line of this quote unquote movement by all these groups and others that we didn't mention, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that there? canceling you. And when we say canceling you, that means shutting you up. That means you can't say your opinion. And how is that American man? That is the, that is the, we're in a, we're in a very precarious situation here in America where we are not allowed to say what we feel. That is scary, man. And sometimes, man, like, I don't know about you, At work, I used to joke around and I have inappropriate humor all the time, right? All the time. I'm telling you, man, like it, it changes you. You have to really know your audience now before you can just spout anything. Yeah. People get offended and then all of a
0: sudden. Exactly. It's silencing like you and I and we're not even, you know, these people that. We're not famous. We're not people they want to cancel, but it, it silences us from even just being ourselves because you know, because of people being offended by everything.
1: That that's exactly what my my point was. Is that this isn't just affecting <laughs> famous people or politicians. Right. We're talking about yeah. everyday people in everyday situations. I yep. need my job. I you know right now yeah. I still need it. Yep. <laughs> exactly and yeah. uh you know hey look i'm gonna say what i say exactly that's america dude anyway we'll get into it i think next week uh we'll we'll pick one of the wokeism uh groups and go into it in greater detail right yeah
0: yeah i think that's good
1: and uh and then we'll talk and rap and say exactly what we feel Let's see how many, let's see how, many.
0: <laughs> how long until this podcast gets canceled.
1: Yeah. You think it's going to be canceled on, uh, multiple platforms at the same time after probably. This? Yeah. Right. Well, it was fun.
0: Yeah. It was fun. while it lasted. I'm going to keep, we're going to keep recording it anyways.
1: Right. We'll we'll keep submitting it and see if it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James.
0: That's cool, man. Good to talk again, Alan. And, uh, don't forget, uh, Reach out to us. We have an email. Yep. This is what we've been talking at gmail.com.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, This is what we've been talking at gmail.com. Reach out to us and uh, give us your thoughts, your critiques, your questions, your ideas. Uh, We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, all right, it doesn't matter if you have an opinion or not. I just want to hear from you yeah. and just go, Hey, I listened to it. Even if he just wrote that. And
0: you know, what else would be cool is to just hear like about you. Yeah. Who are you? Where do you yeah.
1: live? How old are you? You know? Right. Yeah. Kind of what, what are you all about? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you entertained or not?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly.
1: Cause I'm That's entertained.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> so man, until next time.
1: All right. Until next everybody, time, brother.
0: Everybody be cool.
1: Yeah, just be be cool. Say what you want to say. Yeah. You know? Don't be right. afraid. Don't be afraid, man. Be a man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Later. <right. laughs> See ya. <laughs>